Hi, and welcome to the 51st episode of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief of iPhone Life magazine. I'm David Auerbach, CEO and publisher of iPhone Life magazine. Each week, we bring to you the best tips, best apps, and top gear in the iOS world. Uh, This is our second episode where we're using our new half-hour format instead of our regular hour-long format. Let us know how you're liking that at podcasts at iphonelife.com. So this week, we don't have a main theme. We're just going to go through some of our top tips with you, great gear, best apps, and of course, our Apple complaints and learning where we share with you things we've been learning and you know common frustrations. So we'll start with our top tips. Uh, if you don't know about our top, our daily tips newsletter, you can go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips to learn more and to sign up. And it's our free offering where you'll learn how to master your iPhone in one minute a day. So we highly recommend that. And this week, I want to tell you about how to save a single frame from a live photo. So if you don't know what a live photo is, that is an option that you'll see at the top of the camera app. It's a little yellow circle and it records three seconds. So when you press and hold a photo, you'll see a three second time frame, and otherwise it'll freeze at a certain part of the photo, but you have no control over which part of the photo it freezes at, which it, is sort of a strange thing. It's something I recommend people turn on. I think it does take a little bit of a lower quality photo. So if you're doing really high, want a really high quality photo, don't necessarily do it. But it's really fun, especially if you're at a party mm-hmm. or if you're in a social environment because you're taking a still photo, but then you can go back and get a little three second video. So I've had a lot of fun experiences where you will be at a party and you'll take what you think is a photo and you capture a really great three second moment. Uh, or it happens a lot, you know, with kids. I, I was just visiting my nephews and I had my live photos on and you capture these really adorable little moments. So it's a fun way to, you're not taking video, you're not using up that much more storage, a little bit more storage, uh, but it's a fun way. But the problem is sometimes the photo you get, somebody's blinking, or, you know, somebody, it just turns into not a great photo. But when you're watching the live video, there's another point in the little three-second clip where everybody looks perfect. And mm-hmm. you want to go and have that be your photo instead of the point that Apple has chosen to be your photo. And it's not intuitive how to do that. Yeah, and this has been enough of a frustration for me that I had stopped using live photos. Because, you know, if you want to be able to control what moment you're capturing, live photos isn't, isn't really that great for that. Mm-hmm. So what you can do is download a third-party app called Lively. And um, there's another app called Live.ly. It's not that one. It's just <laughs> Lively. And um, the, you do have to upgrade to the paid version to get photos without a watermark on it, which obviously you don't want Lively's watermark on it. So mm-hmm. I wish they'd just charge you that amount for the app. And how much is the Lively? It's $1.99. Okay, so reasonably priced. Yeah. To, you know, if you capture one or two photos that you wouldn't have otherwise gotten that are really great, that's mm-hmm. worth $1.99 in my opinion. Yeah, and this app is great too because you can create GIFs of live photos, which is another fun way to share the moment on Facebook or another app Mm -hmm. that... Facebook actually does support live photos, but Instagram doesn't. Uh, So you know everyone can view GIFs, so that's Mm -hmm. a nice thing to be able to do. And this, yeah, you can scroll through. You you choose frame from the options, and you scroll through all the moments in that live photo, select the frame that you want, and hit export, and then you've got it. Great. And GIFs are really fun too. I've had... sometimes taking a photo of 
you know, people dancing or something like that and turned it into, and by people, I mean Sarah, who's not <laughs> here. Like, yeah, let's yeah, be let, real. Let, let's, let's call it what it is. I have <laughs> hilarious gifts of Sarah dancing and it, it does little loops and everybody laughs about it. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's her lesson for not skipping the podcast. We'll embarrass her while she's not here. <laughs> so that's our tip. Uh, usually our tips don't involve paid third-party apps, but this one we thought was useful enough that we wanted to tell you about that. Mm-hmm. So go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips to sign up. Mm-hmm. Also, I forgot to tell you about our sponsor of the week, and that is Erin. And they're an amazing company that creates these really small, truly wireless earbuds that are awesome. Uh, so I'm going to take a moment to tell you about that. These are the M1s. This is the, the carrying case for it. It's so sleek. I feel like it's like a Star Wars thing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, and so these carry the earbuds. You can see they're, they're quite small and otherwise would be easy to lose so it's good to have a case like this to bring them around um they connect to your iphone or any any bluetooth enabled device um this case charges them also so you just use a micro usb connector to charge the case it turns the light here turns green when they're done and um and then you will be able to charge your earbuds just like that. And to me, these just look so much sleeker than the AirPods. They really do. They're, they're really well designed. There's a whole bunch of uh, wireless earphones that are coming into the market right now. And to me, these are just the, by far the sleekest. Earin also, one of the things I like about them, we met with them at CES and talked to them about their products. And one of the things I love is their focus is purely on audio quality. So a lot of companies are trying to differentiate differentiate themselves in the space by like adding like fitness tracking and they'll track your steps and all that stuff is fine. But really audio quality to me is why I buy headphones. So Erin, mm-hmm. not only are they truly wireless, but they are focusing on audio quality. These are the M1s. Go to Erin.com to purchase them. Uh, and the M2s are coming out shortly, which are even better. We got a sneak preview at CES, so... Yeah, so, and they just, they're a really cool company, kind of in a small indie environment, mm-hmm. um, really passionate about what they do. So it was fun to meet them. Absolutely. They're based in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So, Erin.com uh, for more of that. And now we're going to move into our insider questions. If you don't already know, uh, we have a premium subscription called iPhone Life Insider, and it's really the best way to master your iPhone, iPad, and Apple Watch, and Apple TV. We're coming out with an Apple TV guide. And uh, this this subscription includes in-depth guides on topics from anything from your Apple TV to iPad to the new iOS. Every time a new uh, software update comes out, we have a guide for that. And we also have the video version of our daily tips. And that way you see a visual walkthrough, which really makes it even easier to uh, assimilate. And not only did we, uh, are we coming out with uh, an Apple TV guide, but we just came out with a Apple Mail Roundup. And mm-hmm. this is a roundup that tells that it's all of our favorite tips about Apple Mail, how to be more productive, and a roundtable where we give you our advice on ways, little tricks and hacks and ways you can be more productive with Apple Mail. And we have an iPhone photography guide coming out too. So a lot coming out. Make sure you check it out, insider.iphonelife.com. And one of the things, of course, regular listeners of the podcast know, we go over insider questions on the podcast. So mm-hmm. you can, if you're an insider, you can email us, ask us your personal questions about your iPhones, and we'll give you customized tips and tricks and and help. And so our question this week 
And I'm, it's a really good one to cover on the podcast because a lot of people are having trouble with this, which is we had an uh, insider email us and they couldn't find the Help app. And so there's two things going on right now. Number one, with iOS 10, for the first time ever, you can delete Apple stock apps. So mm-hmm. mail, uh, Compass, there's a whole bunch, iTunes, you can actually, calculator. calculator, you can actually delete them. And it's leading to a lot of confusion because people are accidentally deleting them, not knowing that you were even able to delete them, and then suddenly you can't check your mail <laughs> or uh-huh. you can't uh, check iTunes. Uh, so that's the first thing. Uh, now, health app, actually, y- you cannot delete delete so there are a few apps that still they don't let you delete uh for They're like very core yeah for example the app store if you deleted the app store you wouldn't be able to re-download any of these apps so first of all if you do delete an app that is a stock app and then you decide you want it back you can go into the app store search for it and download it uh, mm-hmm. The first thing I recommend you do, though, because in this case, the health app, you can't delete. What I recommend you do is if you ever have a hard time finding an app, search for it. This is one of those really simple tips, but I have encountered so many people who can't find their app and never think to search for it. So how you search is you either swipe down from any screen and the search bar will come up. Or if you're on the home screen, you swipe to the left and it'll take you to the search as well. Uh, and so there you can search for it. And honestly, I 90% of the time when I want to open an app, I just search for it. Because I have mm-hmm. so many apps. Uh, let's play a game. You want to guess how many apps I have on my phone? Yeah, but I won't be able to tell you how many I have because I would have to count. <laughs> no, you, there's a way um, to look it up, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's a good tip. Okay. Um, was it 100? I have like, it's around 320. Yeah, so I'll show you how you guys can look up. You can play this game along at home. If you go into settings, and okay. then you go into general, and then you go into about, it tells you. So I have three, 322 apps. I only have 88. <laughs> wow. Um, most of those I don't need and I don't use, and I should take the time to delete them. Point being, though, sometimes I have a hard time finding an app. Uh, and so this is a really great way to pull up the app you want without having to keep really good folders. Uh, by the way, send us an email. I'm curious to, to let's play a game, see who has more, the most apps. If somebody has more than 322 apps, send us an email. We'll feature you on the podcast, uh, podcast at iphonelife.com. That is so funny. <laughs> it's like a personality thing, I think, because David also lets emails accumulate. Yeah. And for me, I'll always have to get to inbox zero. Mm-hmm. And with this is the same thing. I always delete apps I'm not using. Yeah. But... Let's see. I have, uh, let me find, oh, I've hidden my mail app from our thing, so I can't even tell you how many emails. It's around 100,000 emails that are unopened. Yeah. <laughs> um, a related tip to what David was talking about is if in Control Center, you notice you don't have access to your calculator, mm-hmm. that's something that happened people might delete their calculator app getting all excited that they can delete third-party apps but then you know you won't have it in control center anymore when you need it so that's something to keep an eye out for as well the last tip in this regard and this to me was the most confusing of all the ios 10 confusion uh they have changed the videos app to a tv app uh and so a lot of people couldn't find it because you went and searched for videos and they changed the name on you so Mm -hmm. it's now called tv which is a cool feature because it integrates with your apple tv if you have an apple tv and you can watch shows from where you were so it's a cool feature but they changed the name of a core app that people have had for years and years so that's a nice tip if you get confused too 
That's right. All right, so go to iphonelife.com slash insider to sign up and you can have all of your questions answered by us as well and all of the other amazing features we just told you about. And now we're gonna move on to Apple complaints and learning where David and I share different things we've learned or different frustrations we've had mm-hmm. uh, since last episode. David, do you wanna sure, start Sure, yeah. So it's interesting because we just talked about my lack of interest in getting to inbox zero. <laughs> I don't really care if I have unread emails. I, I, get, I get hundreds of emails every day, so it's hard for me to get through them and it's not worth my time. But with text messages, I do like to be at text message zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I have a notification telling me I have a message in there, I want it to be accurate. But sometimes over the course of a day, I'll get a bunch of messages and because I have an Apple Watch and I have it on my computer, I can all, I'll kind of see a preview of it, I'll read the message, get the information, but I don't need to respond and so I never open up the message. So by the end of the day, I'll have four or five unread messages that I don't really consider to be unread because I've read them, but it's telling me that they're unread. And so this is a really simple trick. We've probably done a tip on it before, but I just discovered it, so I wanted to share, which is if you go into your text message app, your message app, I should say, and then you go, if you're on the main screen that shows you all your messages, you hit edit, and on the bottom, there's a read all button. So you tap the read all button, and it gets rid of all the messages that are telling you are new. And that's just a nice way to, if you know you've read the messages, you don't want to have to, because sometimes this can go on for days where you'll have to scroll down two or three days to find the message that you didn't open, even though you'd read it, and it's it's a hassle. So this is a nice way to, it's a nice hack to get to message zero, so to speak, and uh, it was a cool discovery. I was happy that I found it. Yeah, I like that. Mine is about the Apple TV. Um, I've been working on the Apple TV guide for the Insider program, and I really like the Apple TV app. I think that's a really nice way to be able to control your Apple TV mm-hmm. without having to keep track of your remote. Um, and one tip for that, before I get into my frustration, <laughs> is that um, there's a remote app, remotes app that you can use to control a few different devices one of them being your Apple TV and it's just so much worse than the new Apple TV app. Mm, and so if yeah. you've been if you've had an Apple TV for a long time, you might be using the remotes app because yeah. that used to be all that was available, but if you are download the Apple TV app instead because it's way better. Mm-hmm. It basically in most ways can completely uh, mirror your Apple TV remote. Um, and then also you don't have the issue of text entry. You can use your keypad instead of like entering in one letter at a time like you have to do on your Apple TV. That's particularly useful because every once in a while it'll prompt you to re-enter your iTunes password Mm -hmm. when you're trying to rent a movie. But if you're surrounded by a bunch of people, uh, then you have to enter your password in front of everybody. And even though it's not a good practice, I know a lot of people do have the same password for iTunes as other places, and it's just a hassle. So not only is it a hassle because entering it by scrolling back and forth is, it takes a while, but also then everybody can see your password. So yeah. what you can do if you have the a- Apple TV app is actually whenever a text comes up, a time to enter a text comes up, you'll get a notification on your phone and you can just open up your phone or even do it from the lock screen, type it in. I know. I love that. It's, it's really useful. So like a request I would have from Apple is to create a widget for that and or a control center, some way that you can control your Apple TV without even having to go open the app. It'd be nice Mm -hmm. if it was just available from your lock screen. Mm -hmm. So that's my Apple TV complaint of the week. I have one more complaint. Yeah, (laughs) bonus complaint, let's do it. Or sorry, no, this is a discovery. I was having an issue when I was searching the mail app 
which the complaint is that the male search function is not that awesome. It's terrible. <laughs> I cannot complain about that enough. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. So once I open a message, sometimes I want to see what address I sent that message from. And, you know, I have mm -hmm. several mail accounts synced with my my iPhone. And whenever I was seeing it, was, it says sent from Donna Schill and then Donna Schill Cleveland. And whenever I tap that, it shows me all of my addresses. And I'm like, this isn't helping me. Where, which address did I send this from? But there is a small gray text that tells you below in, in the like right above where the message is, um, which email address you sent it from. So I don't know if any of you have had that same problem, but yeah. the information is available. So wait, one more time, explain to us where, where you would find that information. Um, let me pull up a message. It is above the content of the message. Sent. Sorry, it's just taking a moment. Hmm. Right, we have it. So here's where I thought it was. Sorry, guys, we don't usually do these things live on air. Go back to it. If you tap on it, It'll show you recent right there. Is that what you're talking about? Email recent. You know, I was showing David this a couple of weeks ago because I was frustrated by it. And, and we found I remember it. it being in yeah. the message itself. No, and I <laughs> and found it too. And then it. I couldn't find it later because I wouldn't try to find it later too. But that is it, right? Like if you tap there, it says okay. recent. So yeah, if you tap on your name <laughs> and you see your whole contact card, down by the list of your email addresses, one of them will have a little tag next to it that says recent, and that's the address that you sent it from. Now, I do remember also being able to see this somewhere else in the message, and I'm not seeing that now, so I'll have to get back to you guys so about that. So we're going to turn this from a discovery to a complaint. Yeah. Uh, Apple makes it really hard to figure out which email it is sent to and sent from when you're in your Apple Mail app, and a lot of us have a lot of different mail apps or a lot of different email accounts that are synced to it. So yeah. this is a nice workaround. So just to recap, you mm -hmm. tap on your own name in the email, uh, in the from or to portion, and it'll take you to your own contact card. And in that contact card, it'll have an in gray, it'll say the word recent next to the email address that was sent to it. Uh, it's a weird workaround. Apple needs to make that better. But that's that seems to be the way it is right now. Yeah. Thanks, David. <laughs> you need help there. <laughs> All right. Moving into our apps and gear section of the week. Uh, David, do you have any apps or gear that you have been loving these days? Um, I do. So I have kind of gone out of the habit of playing games on my iPhone. Uh, and I just, I don't know. I haven't been doing it much. But Growing up as a kid in the 80s and 90s, I loved Mario. I played, I had a Game Boy, I had a Nintendo 64, so I'm really excited that Mario finally came to the iPhone. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit apprehensive about it because I love Mario, and I was like, how are they going to do it well? In my opinion, they did a great job with it. Uh, so some people are complaining because you can play the first few levels for free, but then it costs $10 to play the rest of it. Uh, and that's a lot for an iPhone app, but not a lot for Mario if you're used to pay paying Nintendo prices. So and it's a one-time thing, It's right? a one. Well, it's it's a, you get a <laughs> lot of levels for that. I think they probably will come out with more levels later that they'll charge me for. We'll see. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun with it. Not as much fun as Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Our feature writer is 
insanely obsessed with it and insanely good at it uh she we're we're friends on there and i haven't beat her in a single level one day i spent like an hour to beat her in one level so i could text her and be like i beat you in this level 10 minutes later she's like no you didn't (laughs) so she's really good and she actually wrote a guide on how to do it we can link to it in this podcast episode yeah that's a good idea Um, but i'm having a lot of fun playing mario again and i haven't played it in years so that's been great Cool. I also have an app this week to talk about, and that's Fantastical. Have mm-hmm. you tried it? I've heard really good things. I've never tried it. Yeah, I, I hadn't tried it because it is a paid app, and so I'd sort of been putting it off. But um, right now, I'm working on the productivity issue, which is our summer issue of the magazine. And so I did a roundup of calendar apps, and Fantastical, you know, all the other reviews I'd read said it was the best. So I downloaded them. You do have to pay for them separately on your iPhone, iPad, and Mac, which oh, is a bummer. Oh, really? You have to buy yeah. them on each? That is rough. And how much I mean, is you it? You can use the iPhone version on your iPad, but it's not going to look yeah. good. Yeah, how much is it? Uh, it's $4.99, I want to say. It's $4.99 for the iPhone, $9.99 for the iPad, and it's like in the 20s or something. I'm doing a free trial on the Mac. Wow, that, yeah. okay, but is it worth it? So I do think it's worth it. Wow. Um, the app, it combines your calendar and your reminders app. Most other apps, you know, you can sync all of your different calendar accounts and that will all show up in the, in the app. But uh, I haven't found another one that actually integrates the reminders app, which I use all the time on my iPhone. I'll use Siri to set reminders mm-hmm. and that it'll automatically show up in the Fantastical. Mm. And so you can still use your your Apple Mail, I mean, sorry, your Apple Calendar and your Reminders, uh, and it will all just show up in Fantastical. And uh, you can also just turn off, what I've done is I turn off all the notifications for Calendar and Reminders and have it all come into Fantastical. And creating new events in, in Fantastical is cool because it has a natural language yeah, en- engine. Yeah. So I can just say something like, you know, tomorrow evening, uh, you know, I'm doing something and it will automatically schedule it for that mm-hmm. date at 8 p.m. if you mm-hmm. write evening, um, things like that. So I'm really enjoying that app. I will say, because I recently paid $20 for a copy and paste app and I'm <laughs> so happy that I did. And so, you know, obviously not everybody needs a good copy and paste app. I need it for my job. But we are all in the habit with apps of getting things for free or really a small amount of money. But I think that Apple hasn't done, they do okay with the calendar reminders, but not an amazing job. And it's such a core function that you need in your life for a lot of people that mm-hmm. I do think if, if this really does solve the problems and it is really great to use, it's probably worth it just to spend the money. Yeah, because it's really nice too to be able to see your day, all of the reminders that are time-based for that day and all of the things you have scheduled. And you can flip back and forth between a week and month view really easily with their like day ticker feature, which with, you know, it's not as easy to do in the regular calendar app. Uh, So, you know, if you want to really get a handle on your schedule and be more organized, I feel like it's worth paying Mm -hmm. a little bit. And it's a clean UI. Yeah, I mean, the color scheme is not my favorite. It's also (laughs) like red and orange and yellow and stuff like that. But it is, you know, it's definitely updated very regularly and it's pretty nice. Great. All right. Well, that's our podcast. Uh, Send us an email. Let us know what you think about our new shorter format. Are you Mm -hmm. missing the rest of it? Are you happy we don't talk as much? (laughs) Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Podcast at Mm iPhoneLife.com. Also, don't forget, if you uh, haven't signed up to our tip of the day newsletter, go to iPhoneLife.com slash daily tip. If you haven't signed up to Insider, go to iPhoneLife.com slash insider. 
thanks yes. so much to our sponsor, Erin. That's E-A-R-I-N. Go to Erin.com to check out thanks, their Aaron. new M1s. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We're going to be doing this every other week. Uh, so make sure you subscribe. Review us. It helps. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks.